0: start a new series tonight. Um, First and last chapters in our Bible, preaching from them. And we'll be in Genesis tonight. And I'm going to do a little bit of myth busting tonight and share some things with you tonight that there's a confusion in the book of uh, creation or in the creation, Genesis chapter 1. And we want to kind of correct those errors and misinterpretations. I want to begin by saying the creation is six days. God created earth, our creation, in six days. Those are 24-hour days. Six times, it says the evening and the morning were the first 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th day. So God created our creation, Genesis chapter 1, in six 24-hour days. Our God is that big. Our God is incredible. Some people ask, well, did Adam and Eve stay in the Garden of Eden for a long time? Well, I'll answer a couple of questions as we get started. There are those that teach that the tree of knowledge of good and evil was when Adam and Eve had sex. Trust me, there's people that preach that. But I want you to know that according to the verse 28 of Genesis 1, that God blessed them and said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that liveth upon the earth. So God told them to be fruitful, to multiply. So it was not sex, it was the knowledge of tree of good and evil that they took of and disobeyed God. I don't know why we try to spiritualize everything. I believe God said don't do it and they did it and it was bad. There are those that teach that Adam and Eve was in the garden for perhaps thousands and thousands of years. Well, if I'm correct, Adam and Eve, uh, you know, Eve was gorgeous, and, I, and, and she was the most be- beautiful creature that God ever made. And I don't believe Adam took very long to get involved with Eve. Hello. Hello. I don't believe that they stayed in the garden for thousands and thousands of years. I believe it, it didn't take long for Adam to get in trouble, to sin. Adam and Eve sinned. And so if you look at the genealogies, depending on whether you want to look at the exact account of the genealogies or go through it, some believe the creation is 6,000 years old. Some believe it's a little over seven or 8,000 years old with the loose fitting of the genealogies. But I believe that we are living in a 6,000-year-old creation, that this earth that we live on is 6,000 years in that area old. And we are approaching the seventh day, about time for a good millennial rest for a 1,000 years in the book of Revelation chapter 20. Now, I am going to throw a few wrenches in the mechanism tonight. The monkey wrenches, some say. The mechanic throws a monkey wrench in the machinery. And I am going to do a little bit of that. But I want to begin by saying that sin did not start on planet Earth. Sin began in heaven. I also want to say that death did not start in heaven. Death started through Adam in the Garden of Eden. Everything dies because Adam disobeyed God. The soul that sinned shall die. And when Adam sinned, he brought the whole world into death. The earth, the planet began to die because Adam sinned. And the wages of sin is death. And he not only caused himself to die, but he caused The vegetation, the animals, all of creation begin to wither and die because Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Saying that, I want you to understand that no angel has ever been found in fossils. Angels don't die. It's not appointed unto... Angels wants to die. Angels don't die. Angels were created to never, ever die. And they are created beings that never fell in death. They fell in sin. A third of the angels fell with Lucifer to draw the stars out of heaven. In Revelation 12, the great dragon pulls a third of the stars down, yes, They did sin. Now, the question is, did they sin, did Lucifer sin before the creation of planet Earth? The question is, who sinned first? Was it Lucifer or Adam? Well, we know according to the third chapter of Genesis, Lucifer sinned first. Because Lucifer came and beguiled Eve and very subtle to the serpent and brought death upon the earth. So I'm going to read the first two verses to you tonight, and I'm going to use for a subject tonight, in the beginning, God created. And I want to tag that with everything. In the beginning, God created everything. Verse 1 and 2, let's stand in reverence to the Word of God, and tell the Lord by standing that we believe this book. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Those two verses I want to deal with tonight, and I want you to understand that we look at this We know that Lucifer sinned before Adam sinned and according to the book of Job, the angels rejoiced and were in existence before God created the creation because they sang for joy when God created the earth and the heavens. So angels were here before God created this creation that we're preaching about tonight. Now, you may be seated, and I want to pull out some things that's very important. We come to this Bible knowing that God is. Notice in the first verse, God doesn't say, I want to prove to you who I am. He just says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God just made a statement through Moses. Say, well, where did Moses get all this information I personally believe that Adam and Eve wrote letters and books before the flood. Just as Enoch wrote literature before the flood, I believe that Adam and Eve kept account of genealogies, not only Seth, but Enoch, and Methuselah. And so I believe that many of their writings were handed down, and it traveled on the ark, and through that, preserving of God's Word, Moses penned down the book of Genesis. Now, I want to say that the Bible says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and we find the earth in verse 2, a big old wad, mud, and water, just a mass of deformed, a mass of of unordered uh, material. The raw material. And I want to begin simply saying that God used no pre-existing matter. God used no pre-existing matter. Let me just put this in our second point. Out of nothing comes nothing. Nothing can only produce nothing. Out of nothing comes nothing, but God is, and out of God comes everything. God did not use cosmic dust to make a big bang and produce something. God took nothing, for God stood out in nothing. There was not even nothing. If you can comprehend that, there was no such thing as nothing. You say, what it was? I don't know. It was worse than nothing. God stood up and spoke and created by the word of his power, by his wisdom, by his might, by his power, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, God didn't do this by pre existing matter. God did it because God is all that matters and God does everything by the word of his power. It is by the word of his power that this universe does not collapse into a dark hole. It is by the word of his power that you and I, the molecules, stay together and we do not literally explode as the molecules begin to disintegrate. Jesus keeps the nose on your face. Hello. Jesus keeps every hair on your head in case he lets one drop off. Some of you are not as fortunate as others. It happens. But I want to point out some things. And remember I said a while ago that you'll never find an angel in a fossil. So by this, I want you to understand that death came by Adam All the fossils, all the dead micro animals, all the different things on the earth is a product of Noah and the flood. It is a product of Adam sinning. Adam caused everything on planet earth to die. But there between verse 1 and 2, there is the possibility of a gap theory. And then there are those that say there can't be a gap theory because Adam brought death into all the world. That's true, he did. He brought death into all the world. And so you say, well, if the earth was without form and void and mass, you're saying that civilizations or life was destroyed between Genesis 1 1 and 2. And that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that the Bible speaks of two gardens. There is the Garden of Eden, the garden that is made up of flesh, made up of organic garden DNA, flesh-based garden. I think they call it biodiversity. It is the plant life, the animal life. And that was the life that died when Adam sinned For he too was flesh, and he began to die when he disobeyed God. But you'll never find in the scriptures where an angel died, because angels don't die. And when I say I believe in the possibility of a gap theory, I'm not saying that I'm trying to explain why there's all these fossils, and you know, the earth is millions of years old. I'm not saying that at all. The earth is 6,000 years old. The creation that we live in is 6,000 years old. And I'm not saying that all the layers of death and all the, the, the fossils out there and all the evidence of the flood happened before the time of Adam and Eve. No, sir. There was no death until Adam disobeyed God. There was no such thing as death in the universe until Adam disobeyed God. But I do believe there is the possibility that between Genesis 1 and 2, there was a place where Lucifer walked up and down in the in the um, minerals, up and down in the, the diamonds and the sapphires. I do believe that there's a possibility that the earth before the creation that we know was As the Japanese say, a zen garden. A garden of diamonds, sapphire. A garden of emeralds and diamonds and topaz and jasper and stones, beautiful stones. It makes perfect sense that the earth at one time was like a ruby, like a shining diamond in outer space. And the heavens and angels were there. And angels were ascending, descending upon earth before the creation, the 6,000 creation. And I'm not sa- trying to say I'm, I'm believing in evolution. I do not. I'm not saying that fossils and all that, you know, evolved and we have a creation longer than uh, 6,000 years. I'm not saying the earth is a billion years old. I'm not saying the earth is millions of years old. I'm just trying to say, that we can't leave the phrase that there was a garden, according to Ezekiel chapter um, twenty-eight. Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight says that Lucifer, in this place, he says, "Thou hast been in the, been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering: the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the pearl." the onouts, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle. Gold, the workmen of thy tablets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. So I am saying that there is a possibility. I'm not dogmatic about it, but I am saying that there is a possibility that the angels did inhabit this earth before our six-day creation. But there was not death, because angels can't die. Are you hearing me? Angels don't die. And so the argument people have is, well, you can't believe in a gap theory because the fossils, the dead debris, the earth can't be hundreds of thousands, millions of years old because you're saying that, there had to be death and corruption before Adam. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that planet Earth is 6,000 years old. In or around, it's 6,000 years old. All the fossils, all the dead debris, everything is a product of the fall of Adam. But when Lucifer fell, he did not die. Now, some of them were chained in the outer darkness, the angels, and some of them were Bound in chains for until judgment day, but when Lucifer fell, he did not die because he cannot die. Angels do not die, and that would account the possibility of there being a gap between Genesis one and two, where possibly angels did inhabit this planet. But the creation that we know of is six thousand years old. No fossils. The fossils within our, uh, uh, as Adam sinned, he he brought death upon the earth, and all death and debris is a product of Adam. But when you stop and think about it, gold, sapphire, diamonds, um, the Japanese say the the Zen garden, the emeralds, the diamonds, were used to reflect and trap light and reflect light. And it is imperfect reasoning because of the sapphires and the stones in the city of Jerusalem is perfect reasoning to believe that God had a spectacular place in which angels travel back and forth. And I believe that more than likely it was here before our 6,000 year old creation. Now, those of you that throw dirt in the air and say, there's no way there's a gap theory. I just blowed you full of holes because I'm not saying that there was death. I'm saying that angels can't die. They were not created to die. And I guess the question that we would ask in this is when Lucifer sinned, we know that Lucifer sinned before Adam did. And we know that Lucifer came to earth, and he walked among a garden. And that garden is much different than what is described in Genesis 1. In Ezekiel chapter 28, much different garden. All right, got you confused yet? Hope not. I hope you understand what I'm saying. For those of you that think you know all, all there is to know about creation i got news for you. You're just like me. You're a dummy in that area too. We weren't there. We don't know how it happened. I'm just giving you possibilities. Sin was around before Adam and Eve, Lucifer, but death came with Adam, our 6,000-year creation. Now, I'm going to do a little preaching in just a moment. And I want you to understand that when God moved upon the face of the waters, in fact, in the Scripture, verse 2 says, He moved upon the waters and He divided the waters from the water. Meaning that when He divided the waters from the water, dry land, earth has not appeared yet. When He divided the firmament, the waters from the water, the first day, it's not, earth has not appeared yet. And when he divided the waters from the water, it gives us perfect understanding of how there may have been a canopy over the earth before Noah's flood. And that would explain why mammoths were froze instantly in the north and south Antarctica. That would explain when the the and scientists will tell you, they'll tell you right up front, there could not have been enough water come out of the sky to, to drown, to flood the earth. That could, could not have happened. But the Bible says the waters broke up from the deep. The waters came down from above in torrents. And that explains it completely. The rain, the torrents, the water, the ripping of the canopy. And it also explains high oxi- uh, oxygen levels. Men would be taller Men would be smarter. Women would be smarter, taller, bigger because of the oxygen level. And men and women would live longer. Explains a lot, doesn't it? It also explains how all the fossil fuel got here. Because all the vegetation in this greenhouse effect instantly died. And when I go to a gas station, I usually give them 20 bucks or 40 bucks. And if I give them 20 bucks, I say, here, I want 20 drops of dinosaur sweat. They say, you want what? And I said, I want 20 drops of dinosaur sweat. And they laugh, and they say, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Now, it's perfectly within reason to understand that God, when he created the earth, he created it with more than enough um, minerals, material for us to live for thousands and thousands of years. He didn't have to depend on dinosaurs dying. It's very possible that God stored the oil in the earth for such a time as this. It's very possible that all the technology was stored in the earth for such a day in which we live. I don't have a problem with a young earth looking Old. Because when I look in a mirror, I feel young, but I look old. I don't have a problem with an earth looking old that's still only 6,000 years old. And the reason I don't have a problem with that is God created Adam full grown. What came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. Come on now. Couldn't have been an egg laid if a chicken. Everything bears after its own kind. The seed bears after its own kind. So the tree was created full grown. The animals were created full grown. Man was created full grown. And so because everything was created in its maturity, it looks older than what it really is. Isn't that beautiful? Let me give you an illustration. The Bible says that God stretched the heavens out by his power, like a scroll. He just stretched it out. And so God makes the heavens and the earth. He makes earth. He creates everything. We're talking about the mass, the creation of earth. He creates it all. And after he creates creates it all in one zero, ground zero place, he stretches it out. And as he stretches the earth out, he stretches it for hundreds of thousands of years in all directions. He stretches it. So the universe isn't very old either. The creation is not very old either. And when you have people tell you, oh, you're that you're them Bible fanatics that believe the earth is only six thousand years old. Yes, I am a Bible fanatic, and yes, I do believe creation is six thousand years old. But I also understand that God was not twiddling his thumb from everlasting to everlasting with nothing to do. And I understand the angels were here before you and I. And so I believe God has been very busy. I believe he's still busy today, and the Bible says that when he saw the earth without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep, the Spirit of God moved, brooded over the waters. God divided the waters from the waters, the firmament from the firmament. He did this on the first day. He broods over him by the Spirit of God, and then he says, let there be light, and there was light. And he divided the darkness from the light and he did it before he created the sun and the moon on the fourth day. Light is not subject to the sun or the moon. God divided the light, verse 4, from the darkness. He called that light day and that darkness he called night, verse 5, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So the first day... There was light. The first day, God moved upon the mass of of mud, dirt, and water, and he begins to move upon it, and now he's going to create something out of matter. He created the matter, but now he's going to take the matter that he created, and he's going to create the creation that we live in today. Beautiful. Are you listening to me? Anybody learning anything? So, Well, I ain't learning nothing, but I sure am getting my curiosity up. Well, I hope that's the case. I hope you'll go home and read and understand that God is much bigger than us putting him in a little test tube or going to a little Sunday school program and say it's this way and there's no other options. Because there is other options. And God is the God who creates. Separates the light. The, the firmament, from the waters, from the uh, waters. He divides, verse 6, the waters from the water, which would give us the canopy over the earth in which Adam and Eve was there before the flood came in Noah. People were bigger. There was a canopy. There was The sky probably wasn't blue. It was probably snow white. Might have been pinkish color. There may have been northern light stricken across the, the canopy, it was a gorgeous place. It was temperature and I realized there was winter, spring, summer, and fall, but nothing like what we have. Amen. I don't mind winter, summer, spring, and fall. I just don't want it I just don't want summer to get too ambitious. I don't want winter to get too frosty too ambitious, but the cooling, the different seasons were all planned by God. Now, I said all that to simply say this. The evening and the morning were the first day. He didn't create the sun until the fourth day, the moon and the stars and the sun, and that was the fourth day. He created the animals. He created mankind. And when he created man, he created man in the sixth day. He made everything perfect and making us perfect in the sixth day. God said, it's very good. And God rested on the seventh day. That doesn't mean God had his tongue out and he was panting. That doesn't mean God was trying to find his crutch to walk back to his throne. That don't mean God had a catch in his back and he was trying to limp back home. Where it says he rested on the seventh day, it simply meant there was nothing more to do. It was perfect. He couldn't add to it, couldn't take away. It was absolutely perfect. And he rested. And when Jesus Christ comes into your heart, you don't have to add to it, you don't have to take away. It's absolutely perfect. Jesus our Sabbath, Jesus our Savior. You don't have to add to it, you don't have to take away. It's absolutely perfect. Jesus is absolutely perfect. Our salvation is absolutely perfect. God is a God of perfection. And so the Bible says in verse two, "The Earth was without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, "Let there be light. Light came before the sun." And day four. But nonetheless, he divided the waters from the waters. And then he made the firmament separate. And he, he, he divided the firmament from the waters from the waters. And he called it to separate. And then in verse 9 and 10, the third day, he brings about dry land. He produces earth. And he separates the water from the dry land. And he creates earth. When I, when I stop and think about this, I, you know, I, I am just overwhelmed at God's love and God's mercy. I'm overwhelmed at the fact that God loved us so much that he made this creation for us. He made this creation for us, and we as children of God, we can rejoice in the fact that God has blessed us and God created it. Out of nothing comes Nothing but god is when when god is out of him comes everything god created without any help before everything always in the mind of god psalm 33 verse 6 by the word of the lord were the heavens made and all that has everything that's in them by the breath of his nostrils a host by the breath of his nostrils god created the heavens, the earth. Hebrews 11:3. Through faith we understand the words were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made to the things which do appear. So the earth was without form, void, and darkness was upon the face the deep, and God produced life. He produced this beautiful heaven and this beautiful earth we're in. Stop and think about it. That's the way God works. When you were born physically, you too were without form and void and you were in a dark place covered with water in your mother's womb. And God formed you in that darkness and He separated the light from the darkness and He brought you into this world. God is an incredible God. He's a miracle worker. And I thank God for the fact that He is the miracle worker. And that's the way God works. You were created in darkness, and God brought you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. And God began to move. Did you know you were created as a child of God in the darkness of sin? God began to create you, a spark of divinity, not yours, his. Begin to enlighten your heart and change your life, and you became born again by the Spirit of God. Now let's stop right here. God did not make anything out of pre-existing matter. The Big Bang Theory, well, you know, some cosmic dust got together and boom, everything fell in place. I've said this before, the professors and colleges today try to tell you that we're all here as a product of evolution or evolving. They use the attitude, I once was a tadpole long and thin, then I was a bullfrog with my tail tucked in. Then it was a monkey swinging from a tree, and now I'm a professor with a PhD. You know, I can't buy that monkey tail. I can't, I can't buy that at all. And I, and I simply want to say, this world did not create itself. We didn't get here by chance. This world did not create itself. Out of nothing comes nothing. But God stood With his great, powerful, omniscient mind. And he did not use the pre existing matter. He didn't need it. He framed everything he was going to do in his mind. He framed the worlds with his mind. He decided this star be here, this star be here, this star be here, ocean be here, the earth would do this. And in his mind, he frames it all. And then he says, Let there be light. Now, I don't believe that was the Big Bang because lights don't make Big Bangs. Light's quiet and powerful. Amen? I don't believe in the Big Bang at the beginning of creation. Now, I believe there's going to be a Big Bang at the end of creation. I mean, oh, the Big Bang's coming. And I'm glad that I'm going to be on the right side when the Big Bang comes. I want to share with you tonight and and... I, I hope I haven't been too tedious with you. I, I hope I had not shared some things with you that, that's going to make you stay up the rest of the night trying to figure out, uh, trying to prove me wrong. Well, Bless your heart. Stay up the rest of the night and try to prove me wrong. You can't do it. Angels don't die. You don't have angels and fossils. And yes there could be a gap there. I'm not saying it's possible, I'm not saying it's absolute, but it's possible because God wasn't twiddling his thumb. And the angels were here before us. And the garden that Ezekiel 28 speaks of has is nothing like the garden that Adam and Eve lived in. Nothing at all. Okay. Amen. I'm going to sleep fine tonight. You can sit there and say, what did he say? But I want you to understand something that's very dear to my heart. The Bible says we understand by faith that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that the things which are seen were not of things which do appear. We understand that God framed it, God planned it. It's brought about by intelligent design. Everything that you see in this building is a product of intelligent design. The altar didn't explode in a box of toothpicks and became an altar. Someone intelligent had it on a blueprint, decided how it would look, and created this piece of wood out of a tree. By the way, we are little creators too. I don't mean we can make something out of nothing. I, trust me, there are people out trying to make something out of nothing all the time. But anyway, but I'm not saying that we're 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 like God because we're not. We can't create something that doesn't exist. But we can, and I think the term is invent. We can create, and we create because we are made in the image of the creator. This building is created. It's been created by intelligent design. Your car, if it's not a Chevy, has been created by intelligent design. Amen? Amen? Everything's created by intelligent design. Judy goes out and buys me a shirt. Now, wow, intelligent design until I find the shirt doesn't have a pocket. That's not an intelligent design. But cars, you don't say, well, the car, you know, just happened to run across some rubber somewhere and all of a sudden four wheels came together and it's kind of like the guy i seen on Facebook. He had four tires sticking out there, standing up just like a, and he said, uh, a, "A pickup truck. Some assembling. Some assembling required. Intelligent design. Everything that you have is by intelligent design. Your house is by intelligent design. It just didn't happen overnight. Everything we see, medicine, and the discoveries, and the." The automobile and the jets and the flying in the air and, and, and everything that we have is by intelligent design. Why? Because we've been made in the image of God. We are little creators. Isn't that good? And, and I'm glad that we can create things. Josh creates a song. He creates a song. Because he is an intelligent designer. I don't create songs. Because I am not an intelligent designer when it comes to songs. Jimmy, every time he turns around, he's creating something. Because he is an intelligent designer. Amen? Aren't you? Yeah. Why not? Amen? And so, all of creation is by intelligent design. No matter how high you look in a microscope, the bigger God is. No matter how how far you look into outer space, the bigger God is. No matter how low you look in a microscope, the bigger God is. Your fingerprint is by intelligent design. Your DNA is by intelligent design. Everything is by intelligent design. Your Bible is by intelligent design. Everything you have is here because a creator, an intelligent designer, designed the universe. His name is Jehovah, his name is Elohim. He is God who created the heavens and the earth by intelligent design. He made the angels, he made you and I. Everything we have is by intelligent design. Nothing happens by happen chance. It doesn't happen by evolving. You can, have, you can have more than 100 trillion years, and you still won't have a car unless someone sits down with, by intelligent design. Blueprint makes it. You, you, you can say, well, it took millions and zillions of years in order for the earth to get where it's at. No, it took an intelligent creator, a designer. I haven't counted it, but I read somewhere years ago that an ear of corn and we that are older, we call them ears. Jimmy, ever heard them called ears? Man, you ain't had corn on the cob do you have a ear? Now, I haven't counted them, but I'm told that all the rows on the corn, if you count the rows from the end and, and count around, they all end in the even number. I'm told that the ocean, the waves that lap against the sea, all come in in rhythm by intelligent design. Amen? You say, well, walk to the grocery store. You'll see avocados. You'll see peaches. You'll see apples. You'll see all kinds of good stuff that you're not permitted to eat cinnamon rolls and homemade bread and ice cream. And you walk through the store and you see all these items and you're walking by there and you're looking at all these things in the store and it's all there by intelligent design because they're trying to get the dummy to buy them. Amen. Everything's by intelligent design. If I said that, that an explosion took place in a paper factory and there was some ink over on the shelf, pressed out came a Bible. No, that don't happen. That don't happen. It's not something that happens by explosion. Nothing is created by explosion. Everything is destroyed by explosion. Nothing is ever created by an explosion. Everything is created by intelligent design. Amen? Wow. Praise God. I'm going to wrap it up just uh, as we look at the end of the message because we do have a board meeting. But I I want to share with you three things that existed before the beginning. Three things that existed before Genesis 1.1. Three things that existed before God created the heavens and the earth. You ready for them? Three things. Number one, God. God existed before anything was. Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So God was before there was anything. God existed before there was anything that came about. Not only was God the Father existed, Elohim, God the Creator, but Jesus was. Jesus was before anything that was created. Jesus said in his prayer, John 17, verse 5, and now he's praying to his Father, Jesus is. Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So before anything was, God was. He's everlasting to everlasting. Jesus was and is. Not only that, God's plan to save you and I existed before God created one blade of grass. God's plan to save you and I existed before he made Adam and Eve. God's plan to save us. Titus chapter 1, verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Before the world was ever created, God promised us eternal life. Why are you trying to talk him out of it? Before you ever were born, God promised you eternal life. Why are you trying to say, well, God won't save me. God don't care about me. Oh, I messed up. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me, he decided to save you before you were ever born. I like what Charles Spurgeon said, I'm glad that God loved me before I was born because he sure wouldn't have after I was born. Amen. God's plan to save us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. He talks about the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world, the plan of God to forgive us. It says, who was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in in these last times for you. So God, before he created a thing, promised us eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that what God did was by intelligent design? He didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I think I'll save so-and-so. He planned that long before you were born. He planned when you'd be born. He planned where you would be born. He planned what time you would be born. He planned it all. Got it all ready by intelligent design. And God went to the cross of Calvary. His Son, Jesus Christ, bled and died on the cross of Calvary because it was by His intelligent design only the blood, the pure blood, can pay the penalty of death, hell, and the grave. And He went to the cross, and He died for the sins of the world. God who could not die, died. God who could not be buried, was buried. But God raised again from the dead, because he planned eternal life for us before he ever made a blade of grass. In hope of eternal life, which God cannot lie, promised before the world began. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty happy that my God is so incredibly intelligent and powerful that I don't understand everything he does. Amen? Honestly, I have a big gap between him and me. There's a big gap in my mind about full understanding. But the cross of Calvary, Jesus on the cross, fills in that gap. That love fills in that gap. When Jesus dies on the cross, his love fills in the gap. And he begins to give us Hope and joy and life and blessing, because God is an incredible God. So, in the beginning, God created. He took the mass of water, divided the waters from the water. He took the. He spoke light. Let there be light. He He moved the mass land mass around and made dry land of the earth. He began the process of making creation, the trees, the grass, the flowers. He went on to make animals. He made the oceans, the aquatic life. He made that. He made it all. Hung the sun, the moon above our head. Gets it all ready. Gets everything ready. And all the time he's making the big old sky, he's saying, I'm going to make Adam. I'm going to fix him up a big old sky to look at. And God's going to create Adam. And he's saying in his mind, I'm going to have Adam looking at them stars and wondering about me. I'm going to have Adam looking at that moon with Eve romancing. Hello? Now, you've got to be short of two bricks, or in fact, short of one brick, if you don't think Adam and Eve didn't do a little sparking along the way. Amen? Hello? Said, so "What's sparking? If you don't know that, you need to go back a few years." <laughs> Amen. Adam and Eve. God said, "I'm going to make an ocean. I'm going to make aquatic life. I'm going to make fish. I'm going to make the birds and the trees. I'm going to make everything for Adam, and I'm going to make it for his pleasure." And he did. And God created the heaven and the earth. And he said, it's not going to end in hell. It's going to end in heaven. Amen? Aren't you glad that God has a plan? And you're sitting in this room right now hearing the gospel by intelligent design. Your Bible is intelligent design. You live in a body that's intelligent, designed, and God loves you and cares for you. Were you glad you came tonight? I thought I'd answer a few questions. I just wanted to answer a few questions. Yes, Adam and Eve did not have belly buttons. They didn't. A belly button is a scar. It's a wound. If you had to have a scar because, you know, the belly button, produced, then, then Adam's belly button was on his side. No. Stop and think about it. Stop and think about it. Adam, the first time, he'd never seen a baby born. Can you imagine how Adam acted, how he felt when his wife said, don't touch me. And she's screaming in pain. And out comes this little messy, nasty baby swiveled up. And Adam says, what is that? It's your baby, Adam. Okay. I'm staying away from, I'm I'm getting into my book now. I've got to stop. But... God cares about you and he wants you to go to heaven. And God's more intelligent than your sin. God's more intelligent than your mistakes. He's more intelligent than your problem. He gives us eternal life. And if it's not everlasting, it's not everlasting life. If you can lose your life, your everlasting life, duh, it can't be everlasting if you can lose your everlasting life. Amen? Praise God. Stand with me. We're going to give an invitation. It's warm in here tonight. I said it's warm in here tonight. If you think it's too warm tonight and you don't like all this warm air in here, set your alarm for about 2 in the morning and step outside in your yard for a while in your pajamas you'll decide pastor was doing you a great favor by intelligent design. Amen? God promised us eternal life before the world began. And I hope I answered some questions for you. Those of you that are so, I mean, you are just, you are just opinionated. There's no gap there. There's no gap there. You can't prove that. You can't prove that. You say, yes, I can. Adam died and everything died. I'm not saying angels are in fossils. I'm not saying that the garden was even made out of bio density, material matter that dies. What an awesome God. Amen. We're going to have an invitation. We're going to have a board meeting at the church in Josh's office. But I want to invite you first if you need to come and pray. Say, Lord, I'm going to trust your intelligent design. God, I'm going to trust your might, your power in my life. Would you come? The altar's open.